in the 2023 film You People, nice Jewish Ezra and Amira, a black woman from the Nation of Islam, embark on a romantic relationship jam-packed with interracial and intercultural conflict like it was the I-5 at rush hour in L.A. Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club. This is a show for Gen X hip hop fans who want to relive the glory days and reconsider classic and modern hip hop films from a current day perspective. Together, we'll explore some of the larger societal issues raised in these films. If you've seen today's movie before, then you'll learn some fascinating trivia you might have missed. If you haven't seen today's movie before, then we'll help you decide whether this film is worth your time. Either way, you'll be a smarter hip hop fan by the end of this episode. In the next 30 minutes or so, you'll get all this and more. We are three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, serial podcaster, student of film, and I maintain that the best MTV Cribs episode is the Red Man one. I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip-hop fan, and I clearly remember watching the Beastie Boys perform Fight for Your Right to Party live on American Bandstand on TV. I'm Boogie, a DJ, longtime hip-hop fan, and my favorite hip-hop DJs are DJ Scratch and DJ Jazzy Jeff. In this episode, we'll answer the question, will Ezra and Amira's love conquer their parents and their cultures, or will they be forever stuck in traffic? Are You People is a romantic comedy film depicting an interracial couple? as Dinah Wright mentioned, from vastly different religious and cultural heritages and how their families navigate these clashes. All right, let's get into it. Let's just shoot off some questions regarding this film. Jonah Hill plays the character of Ezra. And I'll ask you, Boogie, is is his character likable? Yes or no? No, not really. He's a little annoying, (laughs) to be quite honest. (laughs) I mean, you, you root for him because of the movie and because you know you know Jonah Hill you root for him because in the movie you love a you know a rom-com ending but yeah overall he's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah I my take uh he he's a compulsive liar actually he keeps lying to to Amira lying to the families and even quits his job without having something super substantial lined up that's bringing in some money that would support as a couple so, yeah, I like his, I guess, style. You know, he, he's into the hip-hop and urban culture, uh, his kicks and stuff, but mm, he wasn't someone that I would want my daughter to date. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dada, right? Yeah, I'm confused about how they wrote this character. Uh, he, You'd think you'd want to root for him, but you really don't. And so <laughs> I was kind of on Akbar's side, like, what's, this guy isn't good enough for my, my daughter. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I didn't think he was that likable. He had some moments, uh, but I, overall, I don't think he was that likable. He did have some moments when, when he professed his love or, or, or proposed. Like I thought that he had a really good speech. But other than that, yeah, yeah at the core didn't. of his being, I think he was likable, but he just covers it in so yeah. many kind of manipulations and, and yes. lies and. When you actually see the real him, yeah. like he can actually play basketball, he actually has a heart of gold somewhat. It was like this is I just felt the character is really strange. Yeah. Uh, strangely written, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like some of his style. Too many layers to be at. Yeah. So you gotta peel back all of that 
to get to the core is like, dude, like, why don't you just put the core out there and start front? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was fronting a lot. That's what I think. Yeah. I wrote that down. And his, his co-host, his podcast co-host, like we call him out on it, or at least they had like real conversations. And right. I felt like the rest of the movie was not real. Right. In a filmic sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. Like, the only person he's keeping it real with was his co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were some big things he was lying about, yeah. like, oh, the ring was from the Holocaust. It's like, you don't really lie about the Holocaust and stuff like that. Like, why would you, like... Like, why would you lie about that? Like, That's cringy. Yeah, why would you lie about that? It's very cringy. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah, you yeah. could have just got a bigger ring. Like, why, why lie? Just... Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. be, be tr- truthful. So, Ezra's character, Jonah Hill's character... His mother is played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. Uh, Shelley is her name. She was super cringe and clueless as she tried to assimilate herself and learn, quote unquote, learn more about the African culture and heritage. And my question is, like, could she really be that cringe or clueless? What do you think, Boogie? My knee-jerk reaction is to say yes. And that's only because I've seen so many viral videos of people doing similar similar acts. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I you want to say that no, people really can't, and that this is all scripted. But it's so many so many viral instances of of things happening in twenty twenty. It's like this is twenty twenty three, and people still think this way. People still do this. People still say this. People still ask this. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. It's really true to life, but I felt in the context of the movie, it felt like over the top. And so it sort of ruined the kind of construction that they made about these intercultural clashes. And so it was almost too much. Uh, or maybe they showed just one of them, <laughs> one of the great like faux pas that she has. Uh, it was a little over the top. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, this is it's rooted in truth, and we've seen a lot of these viral videos of people acting a fool like this. So, very cringy. That's true. There are people that are really close-minded or sheltered. I guess live a sheltered life. They were conservative Jews, so they were, they were like kind of strict and probably stuck to their own core. Don't see that many black people, and so. Yeah. I mean, she just she, totally. She seemed to mean well, yeah. but just sort of mm-hmm. tried to overcompensate a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Yeah, I mean, just tri- tripping over herself with everything she says and just yeah, like oh, I like your hair. Like yeah, I I like I researched how to do black yeah. girls' hair and like it's just like oh, just just stop it's too just much there. doing too much. The epitome yeah. and definition of doing too much. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, she definitely, she definitely was her heart. I think her heart was definitely in the right place, though. Like she was trying, but she was trying way too hard. Check it; she was checking off every box, <laughs> every right. scenario she checked off. <laughs> what not to do? Yeah. So, based on that, do you think this relationship between Ezra and Amira could really last, given everything we saw in the movie? What do you think, Boogie? I want to say no, but I've actually heard of a couple of relationships that are very similar as far as, you know, the cultural and religious backgrounds um, from both sides coming together. 
Now, I don't know if they had to deal with any, I mean, I'm pretty sure they had to deal with some obstacles. All of, as much as that happened in this movie, I would highly doubt it. But yeah, I would, I would say that it probably could. I mean, I think they really have to just maintain their focus on one another and just kind of take everyone else's opinion about what's going on with a grain of, as a, you know, with a grain of salt. You say, you know, this is team us and let's just make it work. I mean, extreme instances, you know, cut people off. Yeah, what do you think, Donna, right? I think if he had been as truthful as he was at the end when he told off Akbar, then it would have lasted. But all the artifice and the trying to front, you would think from there you wouldn't have a relationship that would last. Uh, so I guess it could it could last if he was if he had been more real about it. But that's a lot to come overcome and you would you wouldn't be surprised if something like that didn't last. But love's supposed to conquer all, so here we are. That's what I was saying. If love could conquer all, this was a big hill to climb because the two religions are so diametrically opposed. Well, especially when they're so deeply rooted in them, when they're, you know, Minister Farrakhan, uh, who has made anti-Semitic remarks, and then you have the conservative Jews, which, you know, stick to themselves. And it's like, wow, how do you reconcile these two things? And it didn't seem quite possible. But if everybody was a little bit more open-minded and, and they kind of educate each other more and more and it could work, or maybe Ezra and Amir, again, go off on their own. So possible, but it would be a, an uphill battle. So we saw Lauren London playing the role of Amira. We saw her in ATL. What is she best known for? You know, What do you think of when you, when you think of Lauren London? I know earlier in her career, she was a model, and that's when I first came across her. So I've been a fan of her from her modeling days. She was in like a lot of the urban magazines, King, XXL, um, Black Men, etc. So I became a fan of her from back then. But yeah, I would probably think out of her um, her movie roles, I would probably say ATL. Well, ATL in This Christmas, because This Christmas was a pretty, she's a pretty prominent role in that as well. But yeah, I would probably say ATL and maybe This Christmas. Yeah, she did a good job in this one. And uh, you people. Donna Wright, any other comments about Lauren London? ATL for sure, but I most associate her with Nipsey Hussle being Nipsey's girlfriend. But um, yeah, yeah, that's been it's been a few years now. Yeah, the late Nipsey Hussle yeah. and they they had a child together, yeah. and there was this discussion about that. It was like this was maybe filmed too soon afterwards, and there was a little bit, I guess, controversy like that. Why would they have her? playing this big role and she wasn't quite into it. And there's even controversy about the, the kiss at, towards the end. That's not real. It's potentially CGI. And maybe we could put something in the show notes about that. There was an article, article about that. The chemistry wasn't really real. Yeah. Which I could see. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill has been around for quite a long time now. Shows our age. What do you guys remember as your first time seeing Jonah Hill on film and what's your favorite role that he's played in the past? I'm not sure what the first He's been in a lot, a lot of things like Moneyball, 21 Jump Street, 40 Year Old Virgin, Superbad, Wolf of Wall Street, among others. Superbad might be my first time seeing him. Me too. I love Superbad. I watched that movie so many times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's probably my favorite. That's probably my, my, fa- my favorite role for him is, is probably Superbad. It's such a great character. Probably that, and then followed closely by um, Get Him to the Greek. 
<laughs> I never. <Okay. laughs> if you want an over the top movie, that's a, that's a good one to watch. Hilarious. <laughs> I actually haven't seen many of his movies. Uh, Superbad was one of them, but the other one, a forty year old version, I saw, but I don't really associate him with that movie. Yeah, I don't really associate him with that either. It so, must be super bad for me. Yeah, super bad or knocked up. I remember. Oh yeah, the movie knocked up. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. He was funny in that. Yeah, he's always good for a lot of raunchy dialogue. <laughs> yeah. And like double takes. Like, wait, did he just say that? Yeah. yeah he, especially the super bad role. He was. It, there was no other character or comedic kind of portrayal that was like that. And it, it felt felt very relatable. Like you knew a guy that was like that. Yeah. Mm. Right. You knew a guy that was a little bit raunchy, and he's you know quick on his feet, really funny, kind of charismatic. So yeah, it's, it's super bad for me. Yeah. Um, Wolf of Wall Street. He played a pretty good good role as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. Speaking of super bad, I saw the McLovin license. I saw someone with a license plate that said McLovin the other day, and I was trying to take a picture of it what? while I'm driving, which I shouldn't do. But I was, it literally said M C L O V I N. I was like, oh my god, nice, that's good. yeah, that's good, yeah, McLovin. Man, McLovin. All right, so. Eddie Murphy is in this role, and I was kind of surprised to see him like in a Netflix movie, which was a big win for Netflix. Now, I was just thinking to myself the other day, I'm like, I have a son who's 18, and I'm like, what would be like a good introductory role for a younger crowd for Eddie Murphy? Like, you wouldn't have him watch Raw or Delirious, maybe not even like Beverly Hills Cop. Like, what would be a good Eddie Murphy introduction? You don't think Beverly Hills Cop? Well, maybe. I didn't know if it was too much of a dull thing. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that would be a good one, actually. Yeah, age 18, sure. Yeah. yeah, Beverly Hills Cop would be a good one. That's a good one. Coming to America, right? Coming yeah. to America, definitely. Yeah, so for me, Coming to America. That's classic. Like, that's the one. Yeah. If, I had, if I had to pick one Eddie Murphy thing, it would be Coming to America. Yeah, Coming to yeah. America, is, that was, that's classic Eddie. So many like one-liners in that movie. <laughs> so many once you get past coming to america you really you need to although it hasn't aged that well um raw and delirious haven't aged that well because of the yeah yeah. anti-gay stuff but other than that (laughs) besides that you know trading places or or beverly hills cop would be with great next next steps so go on (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i asked my son, when I say Eddie Murphy, what do you think of? And I thought he was going to say Donkey from Shrek, but <laughs> he said Coming to America, which I was proud of. Okay, that's good parenting by you. And then he also said, but he also said Daddy Daycare. He's like, low-key Daddy Daycare. Hmm. I was like, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy Daycare was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Now, Nutty Professor and Dr. Doolittle also were good ones for like uh, younger crowds. That, that came out a long time to, ago uh, now at this point. Yeah. Nutty Professor was when? I think one of my favorite my favorite Eddie Murphy roles that is actually fairly recent and it's actually not even him he's not even playing a comedic role is the movie called Mr. Church. Mm. It's it's pretty much of a serious tone and he plays a um a man who who kind of I guess raises a a young girl as her mother is, you know, ill and 
the, the relationship that forms between the two of them. Um, it's a very good movie, and I'm surprised like there were no there was no kind of Oscar or Golden Gloves buzz or anything that for that movie when it was released because it's it's a solid hmm. film. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I saw that in the filmography. I didn't really know much about it, so I have to check that yeah, out. I stumbled across it one day. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll put it on. And I started watching it like halfway. I'm like, I'm like all teary eyed and the heck. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Yeah. That's like, this one was a serious role. And he does a lot of time. Yeah. You know, he's known for his comedy, obviously. I looked it up. Nutty Professor came out in 1996. 1996. Wow. wow. I can't believe it. Man. Which was a remake from a film from the uh-huh. 60s, right? Yep. Jerry Lewis originally. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So in You People, we also see, as we mentioned, Julia Louis-Dreyfus um, here. Are you guys a Seinfeld TV show fan or not? It seems like you're either like all in or you're like, nah, it was okay. Like, not too many people on the border. Boogie, were you a Seinfeld fan? No, nah, nah, I wasn't a fan, but... I wouldn't if I if I was sitting down and it happened to come on, I'd watch it. <laughs> you know, I, I and then I would actually enjoy the episodes when they came on. I just never like sought it out. Like I never felt myself going out of my way to find and find when it was coming on next or anything like that. But if I was sitting around and I saw that it was on, I'd watch it. Or if I went over, you know, was hanging out with someone else and they had it on, I would watch it and I would laugh and enjoy it. But no, nah, I wasn't. I wouldn't really consider myself a fan though. How about you, Dutta, right? I was a fan. Oh, yeah. During its original run. And then you can find it on reruns so much now that uh, anytime you want to watch Seinfeld, you can find it. So, yeah, I was a fan. For myself, as much as a comedy fan as I am, I was not a big fan. I watched an episode here or there when it was out. I was much more of a Friends fan at the time because it was a little bit more relatable. Like, you know, that's the kind of scene I, I kind of like. But... I'm not one that would quote, you know, so many people like quote all the Seinfeld episodes and scenes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm lost on them. But that being said, you know, I, in the early to mid 2000s, I discovered Kirby Enthusiasm with Larry David, who was the creator <laughs> of Seinfeld. And I love that show. Like I could watch a marathon of that and, and just lose my mind over it. So I really yeah, like you probably if you, if you like Kirby Enthusiasm, you should probably start at the beginning yeah. of Seinfeld and go through it because... Yeah, you know, it's like a much, much less tamer, cynical, yeah. and and and, yeah. and less distilled version of Curve. But it is you can yep. see you know where that all came from if you if you watch the old Seinfeld stuff. <laughs> Another surprise role, I guess, in You People was David Duchovny playing the role of uh, Ezra's father. How about X-Files, which was huge uh, around the same time frame as, I guess, as Seinfeld or so. Fan of that, Boogie? X-Files, I actually was a fan. And that's because um, I didn't I didn't get into it right away, but I was rooming with Respler. <laughs> and uh, Augie, <laughs> I don't know which one of them started, started the other watching it, but they were watching it. So I kind of got hooked on it watching it with them. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the X-Files in the movie and I haven't caught any of the the newer stuff, but yeah, I, I was a fan of that back then. I was too, but not right right away. And I, I, it was on my list of things to see. And I finally got into it senior year of college. Uh, that's how I got into it. So I never went back to go through the original like episodes before I started. And I haven't watched the new stuff, but 
definitely call me a fan. Um, Drex Files, yeah. It was, it was good TV. Yeah, I, I never really got into it. I, I don't watch too much of the sci-fi. Like, I don't get heavily into the alien type stuff or even Star Trek and Star Wars. I'm not as big a fan as a lot of, a lot of folks are. So yeah, not, not for me, but I hear that theme song in my head a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I know exactly what it is. Yep. We have to mention Nia Long. So let's talk, let's talk about Nia Long. (laughs) (laughs) So for listeners of our podcast, Boogie is the, Number one Neil Long fan, member of the fan club. <laughs> Charter. <man>. Um, <laughs> I was going back to the different HHMC episodes that we've done starring Neil Long. Boys in the Hood, Friday, Roxanne, Roxanne, and now this one, You People. Uh, she played Eddie Murphy's wife, Amira's mother. Uh, and she played. A, she did a great job as, as usual. Um yes. I was joking that she just jinxed the Celtics because of that whole thing that happened with her ex. <laughs> and they were about to come back from down three games to zero versus Miami Heat, and then they lost, got obliterated at home in the final game. Anything else to add about Nia Long? I know we talked about her multiple times, but yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean, I just actually finished watching some Nia Long fairly recently. It came out not too long ago, but there was the movie The Best Man and the subsequent subsequent Best Man Holiday uh, movies. But they released on Peacock um, the the best best man, the final chapters, and it's eight episodes to just kind of wrap up that whole Best Man um, uh, franchise. But um, yeah, she was great in that, and I, I just I mean, it's near long. I mean, She's on camera. I'm following her wherever she's walking and sitting and talking. But it was a great series. And actually, coincidentally, Sonalathan in this as well. So my head was on swivel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I think I overdid it with the Neil. You're, you're Sonalathan's uh, like biggest fan, but I know you're a big fan of Neil Long also. Yeah. He also. He also pays that membership yeah. fee. <laughs> He's okay. also yeah, a yeah. Neil Long <laughs> There we go. Got the lifetime membership. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we went through all the different kind of rapid-fire questions that I had. Uh, there were some other, like, small cameos in this film. I think these were, like, the uh, members of the, the Jewish congregation early in the film when they were, like, at synagogue for, for Yom Kippur. Hal Linden was in it. He was known as Barney Miller for many yes. years, many years ago. That's a lot of Barney Miller. And Elliot Gould. Yeah. Yep. Elliot Gould, who you we haven't seen in quite a while, and he was in Mash. And I remember speaking of Friends, he played Ross's dad on Friends. He was married to Barbara Streisand for a period of time in real life. Rhea Perlman. Also yes. Mike Epps is in it. Mike Epps seems Mike to be Epps. in a lot of <laughs> a lot of these movies lately. He was he Uncle Uncle EJ. To, yeah. Talk some sense in the Akbar. Yeah. Right. Is he, he the one that, that calls Ezra the white Barry White or something? Sure. <laughs> that, was, that was that was a great line. <laughs> Just because his hair is like that, and, uh, kind of wild. Oh man! Yeah, there was a little. Anthony Anderson played a barber in this one. Mm-hmm. That's a real small That's role. Right. 
Yes. Yeah, Dion Cole had a, a brief cameo as the wedding planner, the cousin who was the wedding planner. Yep. Yeah, they they fool uh, Ezra because it was a Crips barbershop, and they had him wearing the wrong colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he called a white cuz. He was some white cuz. That was oh, quite a man. trap they, they brought him into. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So white cuz, white cuz. Yeah. <laughs> so this this movie, like, although it had its flaws, there were a couple moments that were you were literally laughing out loud. And then there was one one part where they're in the car. I think it was it was Eddie Murphy with Jonah Hill's character, and they're playing. Ends in Paris song, and uh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's trying to get him to say the name of the, the song. A few yeah, times. yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, definitely an interesting dynamics going on in this movie. Well, there was also I remember there were um, a couple of castings from ATL reunited in this as well. Khadija Hawk McCray, who played one of the one of the twins that hung out with Nunu, he had a small yes. cameo. Mm-hmm. When they were doing the whole bridal party um, part, she was at the bridal bridal shower scenes with Lauren and his character. And I was like, oh, look at that. Look who that is. Two of them from ATL. Who's in it? I was just watching ATL earlier today. Was it yesterday? No, earlier today I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Could this be made into a Netflix series? Would we see a series based on this movie? What do you think, Bobby? Um, I think it could. I mean, I think that it would have probably been easier to make a, a series for it than a movie and just kind of flesh out some of the development so we wouldn't have so many so many questions about you know Ezra's character. <laughs> you know, probably show him doing some some actual good things, you know, as opposed to the, the constant lying. Yeah. That we witnessed throughout the film show him as actually being a nicer person so that we want to actually root for him a little more as opposed to just rooting for him by default, which is kind of what I was doing when I was, I was watching. That's a great point. Yeah. What do you think, Donna Wright? Could it be a series? I think um, I think it could if, if they take the tack where they really dig into these intercultural and interracial issues instead of sort of just glossing over them or uh, kind of trotting out the anti-Semitic tropes and uh, – playing them for laughs i think if you really dig into it it might be a pretty pretty valuable kind of netflix series hmm. but yeah when you when you put it into a movie like this you sort of smoosh it together and it's very distilled and it seems over the top like what what shelly's doing like constantly making a mess of things hmm. so i think if you stretch it out into a series you could probably get better character development out of it hmm yeah, I can see that. A little backstory of the upbringing and then what happens after what we see in the movie would make sense. One other off-putting thing I wanted to mention about Ezra uh, was the, the scene <laughs> with the cocaine yeah. use. You know, that he had a dealer at the bachelor party type thing. And I'm like, wow, that was really... I know we talk about, oh, it's 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 LA, but that was really off-putting to me. But... um. It could be a series or maybe like, um, and this has probably been already done before, but a reality show where you have people from vastly different religious and or cultural backgrounds and they get together and then you kind of f- follow around and see all the pitfalls and how they navigate yeah. through it. Yeah, reality show. Something like that. But, uh, with with Farrakhan as the wedge, it, it, it's very simple. It's like very, it works very well to 
kind of have that in between. So other cultures having you know clashes like this, you know, it, it's it's the the black Jewish one is a easy one to to dive into. There's been a lot of history there. Yeah, it's great fodder for stuff yep. like this. And then you always it's like the black Jewish could work like Sammy Davis Jr. Right? <laughs> like, like, or like these guys. It's like one person <laughs> in one person. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny. But uh, there we go. So before we do our uh, our ratings, I want to before I forget, I want to give a shout out to Iceberg, who uh, won part of the two Utes. He received the Freddie Award for outstanding use of lighting for his work on Fiddler on the Roof yeah, yeah. in Spring Musical at his high school. Mm-hmm. Freddie Awards, is a, yeah. <laughs> Freddie Awards is the annual award show honors achievement in high school theater in the Lehigh Valley area. There are 29 schools involved. So that was yes, sir. quite Shout an accomplishment. Iceberg. Kudos, Iceberg. Taking it home. Yep, yep, yep. Iceberg. <laughs> all right so let's do our rating here for you people which just came out this year beginning of the year boogie would you say bring that funky flick back bring that funky flick back or leave it at the vault you know what i think i would probably bring that funky flick back i I would probably watch it like at least one or two more times just to see if i missed anything in, in it but after that I may leave it in the vault. (laughs) I hear that. All right, Donna Wright. I'm going to leave this in the vault. And we didn't mention this, but they meet because he thinks she's his Uber driver. And that's supposed to be a meet cute. I thought, come on, does that really happen? And I I, I couldn't buy it. And so it was, I was soured on the, uh, on it uh, right away. So uh, I'm leaving it in the vault. (laughs) All right, so this is probably one of my closest calls also, but being that it's so new, and I like some of the music, we didn't really get much into the music, but uh, I will say bring that funky flick back. <laughs> I have a short leash on it, though, just like Boogie did. Yeah. I mean, talking about the music, though, real quick, though, they had some Nipsey Hustle on the soundtrack, you know, Last time that I checked, mm-hmm. um, that's probably one of my favorite songs off of that Victory Lap album. So I was like, wow, they, you know, got some mm-hmm. nip in there. And uh, the Payback by James Brown is oh, a yeah. terrific track. Oh, so yeah. just for that, <laughs> it's, it's worth it's worth yeah. it. The soundtrack is just real good. So get on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard too short on this one too, mm-hmm. with the song "Cuss Words," which, which I remember. Actual yep. Barry White. <laughs> yeah, actual Barry. White. <laughs> not, not white Barry White. <laughs> Snoop, 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 Pharrell, Khalid, Ludacris, Rick Ross, T Pain. Mm-hmm. You know, and Andrew Day. He's I mean, got a, got a few yep. people on here. That's some good stuff on here. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I kind of like the way it was filmed. Like the cinematography yes. was like, pretty yeah, solid. Cinematography was great. I like that. Yeah, there there are some good technical things about this. It was a nice kind of. People have said this before, but uh, a love letter to L.A. And we really didn't get into the part where they're like podcasters about hip hop and culture and stuff like that. It's kind of 
listen to us talking about a hip-hop podcaster <laughs> yeah 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 well one buddy of mine told me about this uh i guess a few weeks after he came out he's like did you see this this is what you guys it's like the guy's like working in like finance and then like but he does a podcast about hip-hop culture and you gotta check it out and that's why i told you guys we gotta do this one my favorite part of the movie Mo, his co-host, was my favorite part of this movie, and she was not in this very much. But <laughs> she was. This was more about her. <laughs> Sam J. Played by Sam J. Shout mm-hmm. out to Sam J. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, maybe the Netflix series focuses on her more. <laughs> yeah, you can see a little more Sam J. Yeah. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs review episode one of Dear Mama, the saga of Afini and Tupac Shakur. It drops in two weeks. Subscribe today in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't hate, reverberate. Yes. Reverb. Shout out to Brain Freeze Trivia in the Lehigh Valley. Check out the Instagram, brain underscore freeze underscore trivia double underscore time. That's brain freeze trivia time on Instagram.